I believe that one of the things that God is bringing back into the kingdom of God is the culture of honor. We have to regain the culture of honor. And I want to let you know that this culture of honor is not something that's prevalent to a specific human culture. Especially within the narrative of our multicultural society and multicultural ministry. I am not trying to enforce upon you my background cultural inclination. Well, I have more or less a, a global mindset in terms of my outlook on the disposition of the world. The Lord has caused me for over 23 years at least to be around the world, lived on five continents. And I tell you these have mingled across the board with diversity. And I understand what diversity is. That is one of the DNA of our ministry. It's a global ministry. It's not a ministry that's streamlined to a specific culture. Oftentimes you go to some churches and you can't find expression within that society or that community if you don't come from the particular cultural background. And some people think SLC is a black church. I say SLC is not a black church. It's not a white church. It's not a Jamaican church. It's not a Nigerian church. It's not a Hispanic church. It's just the church of Jesus. And all of God's children across all cultures, they find their tangible supernatural activation and cultivation within the kingdom context. And then we need to now look into the kingdom as our guide to form culture. The culture of the kingdom becomes your narrative of living. Not the culture of your immediate society. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today. Yesterday, the Holy Ghost began to speak to me how culture in itself has become a powerful tool in the hand of the devil. And a lot of people are not able to break free from the cultural background that they come from even though many of those things might be diabolical. See, when you understand the culture of the kingdom, you're always going to have an edge above this, the system of this world. No matter what that system is, no matter where it's coming from, no matter who is trying to enforce it against your life, because you are operating by the superior culture of heaven. There are certain things within the uh, 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 human culture just by the conscience and, and by the well-being that God has placed in each person that are okay and compatible with the word of God, but not all of it. But when you make the word of God and the culture of the kingdom, the final authority in your life, what you're going to discover is that you are above every human culture. Every decent human being will gravitate towards the level of excellence that's upon your life. And that's the kind of mindset that we need to have. You can come here and be localized in your narrative of expression. You need to understand that Jesus died for every person. And Jesus loved every person. And God is raising for himself a people. And the narrative of those people is the culture of the kingdom. So within the framework of the kingdom culture, we have the honor. Honor of God. God is a God of honor. All these institutions that are creating protocol, they are, create, they are borrowing from the culture of heaven. One of the things that stands out in the culture of God is that we need to honor our parents. To honor your parents is a big part of the culture of the kingdom of God. It's a big part throughout the Bible. The Bible says in the, in the law of Moses, and Jesus Christ came and reinstated it. He says, honor your father and your mother, for this is the first law commandment with promise. In other words, God has attached a promise to everyone who honors their parent. Scripture says again in the book of Isaiah 45, verse 10, where we read, he says, for woe to him that said to the father, what have you begotten? So whenever you dishonor your parent, you attract a curse. Oh, this is good. A, a modern culture thinks that it's okay to be casual with your parent. 
It's obeying God to honor your parent. You cannot be saved and dishonor your mother or your father. You cannot say, well, I speak in tongues and I, I, don't, I don't care. My, oh, my mother, apostle, you don't know my mother. My mother is crazy. Oh, apostle, you don't know my daddy. Oh, he's crazy. In fact, to say your father is crazy is dishonoring. We live in a generation that has thrown every order of honor off the hook. And everybody just wants to do whatever they want to do. That is not kingdom culture. God is calling the church back to honor God. And honor your parents. And to honor authority. Even when they are not saved. Honoring them in the natural as your parent is a prerequisite for the supernatural life. It's part of it. It's part of it. We live in an entitled generation. And everybody thinks, well, I have a right to this and I have a right to that. But today being Mother's Day, I want to encourage everybody, if you are blessed to still have parents, so please honor your parents. It so happened that I never even lived to see any of my grandparents. And then the only parent I know, my mother, I did not live to see her for long. And I'll tell you something, today if I could put back the hand of time and my mother was here, I'm telling you, I, 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 would, I, would, I would treat her better. I would treat her with a lot of respect. And I tell young people every time, don't lose something until you value it. Because a lot of folks don't think it's important for them to honor their parents until they are not in their lives anymore. Let me hear you say amen. If you go to the book of Hebrews today, I want to talk about the anointing to slay giants. I'm trusting God to give me the accuracy and the precision. And we're going to run through it in minutes. And then we're going to get on with the word of God. If you go to the book of Hebrews chapter 12... The Bible starts to say in Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 18. I want you to look in my eyes, everybody. Please don't get distracted. Don't forget I said we are dealing with distraction deficiency syndrome in this generation. So don't, don't be part of it. Just look in my eyes. I, I hope they can put the scriptures on the screen so everybody can see. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28. God is about to do great things in this house. I can feel it. There's a mighty shift coming upon this LC. There's a rhythm of the spirit. Come on, give God praise if you believe it. There's a mighty shift of the spirit of God that's coming here. Why God sent us here is about to begin to roll out layer upon layer. You remember that the will of God is not revealed all at once. Come on, help me, Jesus. And that's why many people, they miss out on the blueprint of God's will because they want God to do everything on the first day. But God will not unfold his will, the mystery of his will for you. Everything will not roll out on the first day. He's going to take it precept upon precept and line upon line and here a little and there a little. And that's why, glory to God, miracle seekers don't encounter God because they you might get the gift but you will not get the giver because you get something for one phase but God is about to do something for the next phase but you are not there to receive it because the glory realm is revealed and you can hear the prophecy and the revelation that prophetess was saying about just a few minutes ago and she told me up there she said uh, uh, darling the Lord said that he's not going to do it in a day but as we follow on to know him he would unravel and reveal mighty things through this house and it's going to be a city so you got to follow through systematically and a lot of people are still not plugged in they're still staying suffix and the reason why they are staying suffix is because they don't understand that everything in God is covenant everything you're doing in the church is covenant you can be in a building and not be under the covering Everything is spiritual and everything comes by revelation. And if you don't tap into that revelation, you will miss what God is doing. You will miss what God is saying. Revelation is the bedrock of manifestation. Meaning that everything that God does, he first reveals it. He downloads it to your spirit. 
If you don't have a revelation, you have nothing to stand on. Revelation is so powerful that if it's not been revealed to you, you cannot know it. You can sit beside somebody and they don't have the revelation you have. And your revelation cultivates your lifestyle. Your personal revelation of God. The Bible says, for what we have seen with our eyes and heard with our ears and received with our hands, we declare to you. So these men have tapped into a revelation of God that, they, that has become embodied in their spirit and it has become a narrative of lifestyle that they have nothing but that life. They are not faking it. They are not trying to impress people about who they are in God and the realms that God has revealed himself to them. They have just been changed by what they have encountered and they reveal it to other people. So, so when you don't have revelation, you can't stand. What are you going to stand on? What, what are you going to stand on? People are in church, but they don't have the revelation of what it means to be in church. They don't have the revelation. That's why the enemy can drift them up and down. We stand upon revelation. When, when, when Peter told Jesus, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed to you. But upon this rock, what is the rock? The revelation, the declaration that you are the Christ. At that season, Peter navigated into the God realm. He was not looking at Jesus as a rabbi. He was not looking at him as Mary's son. He was not looking at him as a good person. He was not looking at him as a miracle working individual. But he was looking at him in the blueprint and the DNA of his identity. As the king of kings and the lord of lords. Seated upon the thrones of eternity. And upon the circles of the earth. And the inhabitants thereof are grasshoppers. And he said you are the Christ. The son of the living God. And Jesus said, whoa, this is revelation. Upon this revelation, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Let me say something to you. When you are tapped into revelation, nothing can shift you. When God has given you revelation of your destination. When God has spoken to you about where he's taken you. When God has told you about the end of the you tell every devil I have seen the end of this journey and I stand upon this revelation that what God has started in my life God will finish it so when people don't have revelation they are drifted, drifted. Happy on Monday, sad on Tuesday. Happy on Wednesday, sad on Thursday. They are moody. They have spiritual bipolar because they have no revelation. You tell them, on what are you standing? I don't even know. Why are you coming to church? I don't even know. Why are you, why are you, why are you connected? I don't even know. Why are you at Supernatural Life Center? Well, my friend says to me, it's a great church. I love the music. Music is not revelation. Am I talking to somebody right now? Music is not revelation. Oh, I love apostle. He says very eloquent. That's not a revelation. Oh, I love providence. Oh, the prayer is good. That's not a revelation. Revelation comes from heaven into your spirit. And God, hallelujah, by a supernatural order, he shows you, come on somebody, by revelation that I've called you to be somebody. I've called you to go somewhere. And I've planted you in this house to cultivate your spirit I put you here nobody put you here not your friend not your mama not your sister God put you here and when you cut that revelation nothing can drift you out we gotta have revelation about why we do everything you can't do anything in your life without knowing why you're doing it and the reason you do them is revelation. He told me this. He, I encountered God on this level. We are taking outer court experience out of the narrative of our faith. And we are going in. We are getting inside. Because all this shallow Christianity is not going to profit you. It's going to waste your time. You don't want to be totally with God. And you don't want to be entirely in the world. Because God has his hands on you. God has called you. You feel it. You feel the divine energy on you. Every time you're all caught up in something you should not be involved in. You feel heaviness. 
You feel like, I shouldn't be here. Not everybody feels like that. But you feel it. Why? Because God's hand is on you. Am I talking to somebody? But yet you still don't commit completely to God. Because you'll be like, I don't want to become too churchy. I still want to be able to fill the society. And that's the trap of the enemy. Because there's no middle ground in the spirit. Once you stay in the middle, you become entangled. Is God talking to somebody? So God is saying, you stop wasting time. Plunge into glory. Okay, listen. When you come in the, in the house of the Lord, you have to understand three levels of covenant that activate the anointing of that house over your life. Because you can be in a place and still not walk on the frequency. Moses said, I pray, look at me. I pray that all of God's people will prophesy. He said, I pray all of them will prophesy. And when I stood there today, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I, I'm going to, to, to appoint at the beginning seven people. Not Bible Davis. Jesus said, I will appoint seven people whose heart are right with you. And I will take the portion of my anointing on you and I will put it into them. And God said, the number will go from seven to twelve. It's not a cliche. It's not something you get by title of theological qualification. It comes with your heart. The Bible says the woman with the issue of blood, she said in her heart when she was at home, she said, I will touch the hem of his garment. And right there, power was released. Now, scripture says there was a crowd around Jesus at that time, but nobody tapped into the power. Man of God, they were touching him, but there was no activation because there was no faith, no connection. They thought they were in a casual atmosphere. Some people wanted to take selfie with Jesus in the crowd but one woman at home said i'm going for an activation god said to me these seven people he said he said they will run with you and i will put the spirit upon them and myself and providence we are going to be in the middle and these seven people they were circles round in the course of the assignment that god has given to us and they will be leaders of nations listen the lord said to me each and every one of those seven they will be millionaires as i'm blessing you on the first level of covenant I'm blessing them too. Okay, what we are doing here and the engagement with the Spirit of God and this journey of faith that we have started that is going to shift the narrative of Christianity in Canada like they've never seen before. It's not a joke. It's a mighty move of the Spirit. God did not send me to plant a church. God sent me to create a supernatural movement movement of the spirit of God God sent me to shift culture and if you don't get it by revelation you can't know it if you don't get it by revelation and God said to me I'm raising seven men and women they will suck around you they will tap into the revelation they will be loyal to the call they will carry the DNA of the anointing that is upon your life and they will carry the blessing you can't be joking now some of you think you think church is a place you go to you don't go to church the kingdom is your life. It's not a place you go to. It's the foundation that everything in your life is standing on. Your health is standing upon the rock. Your finance standing there. Your marriage is standing there. Your children are standing there. So when you miss the God factor in, the, in this kingdom, you can't hold it together. Nothing will work. So if you say, oh, I got, I got hurt in a church. Oh, I got offended. Oh, I don't want to go to church because there's too much drama. Now, that's the devil. If I were the devil, that's what I'll let you think. Because I want to unplug you from the flow. Because the devil knows everything in your life is standing upon Jesus. Well, I'm talking to somebody. If you want to be in the kingdom... You need to tap into that revelation. Number one, the revelation of commitment. If you don't have commitment, you can't tap into the flow. You have to belong somewhere. You can't belong everywhere. 
It's not the narrative of the kingdom to be a free agent. You cannot church on YouTube and you start to download too many mess from every nook and cranny upon your spirit. And that's why a lot of people have spiritual schizophrenia because they are downloading all kind of stuff into their spirit. He said, I will appoint them a shepherd who will teach them my ways. Commitment to church through an active conscious membership opens the portal in your spirit to navigate the anointing in that house on your life. Oh, this is good. You can be at home and the anointing in that house is activated. You can be in your dream and that anointing is activated. You can be in a far country and you know that you have tapped into a God frequency. And everybody thinks, well, every church is the same. No, it's not the same. Every tribe in Israel is not the same. Every tribe has specific assignment and specific DNA. You got to be in the place God wants you to be. That's number one. Number two is your tithing. Your tithing is your second form of commitment. If you are there and you don't tithe, it's like being saved and not activating the blessings of salvation. It's like being in a country and not engaging through taxes and you are already, you know, at logs. There's problem there. Tithing, woman of God, is the key. It opens the door for God to take you to the next level. Amen. Now, the third level is service. So, we're serving... And we become integrated into God. These are very powerful protocol and culture of the kingdom that is not being preached today in, in this church. Because we live in a millennial where everybody is just engaged in a tribal way. The foundation of the law standeth sure, having a seal. See, the most serious place is heaven. Heaven has joy, but the joy in heaven is serious. Heaven has peace, but it's a serious peace. Heaven has grace, it's a serious grace. When you get to heaven, the Bible says every hidden thing will be revealed. The Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall in the hand of God. So when people stand before God in judgment, it's a terrible thing. There's no joke there. Don't joke with your walk with God. Now, I want you to understand something today. That the church, look at my eyes, have become so casual that pastors will just speak one catchphrase and they just say it out. Oh, the Lord told me this year, 2019, is going to be the year of super, super continental, ballistic, unprecedented, overwhelming, miracle signs and wonders breakthrough altogether. And everybody say, woo! And we all go through the roller coaster of the year. And by the time we hit October, November, and we don't be like, nothing is ballistic around here. People start to wonder, what happened? And then we get into December, and we get into the hype of the new year. And then there's another word released, and nothing happens. And then I just stood back, and I said, God, if that's what the kingdom is, I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to say something God is not saying. Am I talking to somebody? I don't, I don't want to come here and impress you. It's not worth it. Oh, God help me. It's not worth it. Leaders in SLC, we are not going to be part of that. We are not going to be part of that, you know, ambiguous, you know, verbose narrative of God that lacks the power of the kingdom. If God says, let him say. Don't say what God did not say. See, when I came here today and I said, the Lord talked to me and said, I'm going to release an anointing to slay giant. The moment the spirit of God told me that that's what God want to do today, instantly I knew that that word might not be for everybody. I knew instantly it might not be for everybody. Okay, SLC as a church is not for everybody. It's not. Because the dimensions of cultivation that's here it's not for people that want to play games. Come on, somebody. It's not for people that want to go to church and catch a good word and run through the altar and just, ooh, be all right. 
just go home and just live low life. They can't tell anybody they are saved. They can't preach to nobody. They cannot let the light shine. They can't let the sun of the earth shine. They are cursing on Monday, swearing on Tuesday over the top of their skin. And everybody in their house know that they are Godzilla. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm saved. Praise God. No, you are not. Something is wrong. When God said, I'm going to cause the people to slay giants, I started to download the revelation of slaying giants in the Bible. I went to 1 Samuel chapter 17, and then I saw where David com confronted Goliath. And I understood that again, God is raising a remnant for himself. See, as, as a pioneer, I'm usually, amen, thank you Jesus. I am always thrust in between lowering the standard of the DNA of my spirit and the, and the gravity, the level of the anointing and the revelation that God has given to me so I can entertain and, and accommodate more people or to keep it on the frequency that will propel your spirit into your destiny and raise a remnant generation. And God said to me, the Lord corrected me. He said, don't bring it low. He said, even if some don't get it now, they will get it later. Because the word will be downloaded to their spirit. And God said to me, if you think because you are going to be, hallelujah, the voice of the Lord, like John the Baptist, you're going to be the voice of difference. The voice that's cultivating and, and telling saints, we don't have to sit in church and have a feel good experience. That we can actually carry power upon our lives that we can actually shut down demon spirit that, that, that we can actually open the eyes of the blind and raise the dead and cast out devils that we can actually walk in kingdom prosperity and buy houses that we don't qualify for that this life of the kingdom is available the Lord said to me if you are the only one that's demanding hallelujah that we walk with God that we engage his glory he said don't think it's going to be a small work because I I've got many people in the region who want the same thing and I'm going to call them to hear the sound of the trumpet. To slay giants, look at my eyes, it's not the same for everybody because for you to first have a giant slaying impact the first thing you first need to have is a giant slay mentality come on somebody you cannot slay a giant while you are thinking like a dwarf the bible says that for 40 days for 40 days Goliath was intimidating the armies of Israel. 40 days. Look at my eyes, everybody. 40 days is a long time in any battle. In any battle. They can finish a battle in two days. But for 40 days, I come to talk to somebody today. I don't know who you are if your amen is loud enough. If you recognize the power of the kingdom and the king of glory that's here. Every prolonged battle in your life is coming to an end. Where there are no power, the dunamis of God, the wonder-working power of God, Little demons, they control the place. Which is control. What should take two days, take 20 years. That's why you go to some churches. They've been in high school, you know, just peddling in a community center for 20 years. 20 years! They stayed in the same place. 20 years. 20 years! People dealing with addiction. Look at my eyes. That's one person dealing with depression for 20 years. Shalom Hosata. That they, 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 they are struggling in poverty. People live in welfare houses for 30 years. You might stand there, but don't don't stay there. 
you must start from there how can you be in the same level and you are in 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 the church you are going to church for 50 years but nothing has changed the devil is a liar i come by a different order i come by the power of the holy ghost i break the prison gates i bring your sons out i bring your daughters out i command deliverance i command miracles i command signs It doesn't make sense. We serve the most high, but still many of God's people are the lowest. We serve the almighty, but we are the all weak. Many of us are afraid to have people from home call us because they're going to ask you for little dollars that you don't have. And so you change your number because you don't want them to reach you. Because they keep calling you, you don't have money to send. The devil is a liar. I shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall learn to nations and you shall not borrow. 20 years affliction is breaking this morning. Every long time affliction is breaking this morning. Every long time affliction is breaking this morning. Every demon running loose from generation to generation. Every demon afflicting your son, afflicting your daughter. I raise up a standard. said I pray the Lord will allow us because I want some activations to happen because if there is no activation I don't want to preach the gospel without evidence demonstration of the power of God I'm trusting God for download of heavy prophetic word because some people are seeing in their lives the same pattern that's been in their family the same struggle that's been there for ages it's just seeing the same thing it almost seemed like your life is so alike like your father. And I tell people, you can say, I'm the son of my father, but your father better be Angel Gabriel. Otherwise, you might need to have an alteration of destiny. Listen, everybody. This is what God says. 40 days, Goliath was intimidating Israelites. And, and there were soldiers there. And that's the annoying thing in today's church. Because there are people who are fighting for titles in church. Am I talking to somebody? There are some people, man of God, if you're going to write their name, it's like a sentence. It's like you're writing a what? I'm, I'm not joking. The other day, my wife and I saw something. We stumbled on something. We're like, oh my God. To write this person's name, you will need a whole line. The very reverend, most honorable, Dr. Bishop, the one and only I am, the mother in Israel and the father in Zion. You, look, listen, listen. You can carry any big title you want. I don't, it doesn't bother me. But you must, you must heal the sick. You must raise that dead. Without your title, you must cast out demons. Am I talking to somebody? You must break generational curses. You must fight principality and power. We don't want, we don't want anybody to bamboozle us now. Because the days have gone... Where people be like, oh, this revelation I have. Oh, nobody has been there. I went to heaven. Seven, seven heaven. I fought 52 devils. Listen, I don't care whatever devil you fight or you fought inside, you know, wherever. All I care is show me the evidence. Amen. When the apostles saw Jesus, they came back with evidence. And people that saw them, they said, whoo, this man, how are they speaking with such wisdom? How are they moving in such power? They said, well, they have been with Jesus. When you have been with Jesus, you don't have to tell people. People will tell you. 
there were generals in that army. Look at me, somebody. There were generals, there were lieutenants, there were brigadier generals, there were majors, there were, there were infantry leaders, there were legion leaders and all kinds of tactics of the military. And for 40 days, Goliath will come out and say, find me a man that will fight me and let's settle this once and for all. Oh, and that's why I'm telling people right now those of you that like to you know flow with the crowd you like to go everywhere everybody's going you like to try hallelujah here and there you are confused God is the, the anointing honey that's coming on the church in this time it's not just an anointing that's coming upon a crowd but it's an anointing that's coming upon a man one man one man one woman of God one child of God who is going to say to this generation I am the difference I am the giant slayer I am the limit crosser I am the yoke breaker I carry upon my spirit the anointing to slay giant God ain't looking for a crowd God is not looking for a crowd he's looking for a man that's why you are confused because the first hallmark of a giant slaying anointing is that you have been delivered from the crowd mentality because you are not moved by how many likes you have on social media or who is hailing your praise you just want to do the will of God you just want to please God. You just want to break generational curses. You just want to bind demons. You just want to receive multi-million dollar to make a difference. Is there somebody in this building today that said, God, I am the man. accommodate you when everybody has a dwarf mentality when everybody's trying to survive when everybody's trying to own a job and God told you I want to give you businesses how, how do you think come on Jesus that they can they can accept you how do you think that your words can make sense to them how do you think that they can celebrate you when everybody is trying to manage when you are set to shift the region when you are sent to shift your family when you are sent to reorder what is called prosperity and to start a new kingdom system nobody will understand you that's why you can't be in a crowd you've got to find your altar you've got to stay by your altar you've got to find your covenant you've got to find your sacrifice oh my god find me a man see the devil the devil knows this strategy you read your bible Read your Bible and go into history <clears throat> and see everybody that did mighty things that stood against system for the devil. I'm not talking for God. It was just one person. Hitler was a man. One man. Goliath was a man. One person. Everybody. Pharaoh was a man. Nebuchadnezzar was a man. One man that believed in some ideas that the devil cooked in their head. And they shut down systems. So the devil knows that. He empowers a man. And he throws that man out. 
the Antichrist is going to be one man. But the church folks think that to flock and to move with the majority is the winning strategy. And we are sometimes afraid to be alone. We are scared that people will ostracize you. They're going to call you names. So you want to settle and be like everybody. You want to be in the family. So when they go together, you don't drink because of your walk with God. Some of you still have a hard time drinking. When God takes you to a level, like, oh, do you drink? Oh, you know what? Socially, I drink. I don't get drunk. When your consecration with God gets to a level, you don't even touch alcohol. I told you this is not for babies. I told you SLC is not for everybody. It is not for kings <clears throat> to drink wine. Nor for nobles, strong drink. Lest they drink. That's in the book of Proverbs 31. Let, let's, let's read it. I wasn't even talking about drinking. You know, but I like to bless you every time. Because some of you are like, oh, we drink a lot in my family. Oh, we drink a lot. Oh, apostle, we drink a lot in my community. You know, every time they have a gathering, they must welcome you with alcohol. And it's disrespectful to say no. You don't want to disrespect people. So you have to say no. God bless those kids. Take care of them. Wonderful children. <laughs> Somebody say amen. God bless them. They are beautiful. I have three myself. <laughs> Proverbs 31 verse 4. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 4. Look in my eyes, everybody. Because some of you want to slay giants and live like, like dwarves. You want to do anything. Like, oh, I'm a giant slayer. I slay giants like even in my dreams. Like apostles, you have no idea. I slay every giant. But wait a minute. You're living like a dwarf. How can you kill giants? You're going to be like everybody else for 40 days. There was harassment there, but nobody could stand, could withstand Goliath. God is calling people who are going to slay giants in Toronto. Oh, you, you, are you hearing me, somebody? Can you handle this? Proverbs 31 verse 4. It is not for kings. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Some things are not about right or wrong. Some things are about dominion and authority. I'm not going to tell you if you drink occasionally or socially that you will go to hell. That's not my point. I'm not telling you if you drink, you're going to go to hell. No, you will not go to hell. No, 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 no. No, it's not. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, you drink casually. You don't know. But it, there are some levels of authority that you will not. He didn't say it's not to go to heaven. He didn't say the righteous will not drink. No, 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 no. There's no such thing there. But he said, it is not for kings. Only well, it is not for kings to drink wine. So if you want to stay on the low level, keep drinking. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody right now? It's just, it's just a determination of what level you're going to operate in. Yeah, you're going to decide your dominion level. You can't live like a dwarf and operate in the realms of giant slaying authority. It's not for kings to drink wine only well. It is not for kings to drink wine, not for princes, strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law. Lest they drink and forget the covenant. Lest they drink, lest they drink and minimize their authority and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Now, read on. Are you ready for this? Somebody say, Apostle, Apostle. lay it on me. Lay it on me. <laughs> now, listen to this. 
Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish. Give strong drink to him that some of you are getting delivered from alcohol right now. I can just see the angels of the Lord fighting alcohol demons as I'm preaching right now. Chasing them out of your life. Some of you, the last drink you had is the last you ever had. Because your kingdom authority is activated right now. Come on somebody. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish and wine unto him unto those that be of heavy heart so God says wine and depression they have something in common and when you don't want depression in your life you say no to the alcohol okay so let's go back to our message Many are living casually. They do anything as they want. And they stay long in the crowd. They are lost in the crowd. And there's crowd everywhere. Social media crowd. You can be lost there. Family crowd. Society crowd. You can be lost there. Because you will always think. That when we make people like us. Our lives will be easier. But real kingdom authority is not something that people can give you. It comes from God. And when God gives you that authority, everybody, whether they like you or they hate you, they have no choice. But they're going to submit to you. By the greatness of your power. Your enemies. Submit themselves to you. And those who have found the, the formula of God. Look in my eyes. They don't go about chasing men. Because if you want to chase people. You're going to do it for the rest of your life. You're going to chase this man to the east. And chase this man to the west. And chase this man to the north. And before you realize it, you have no more life. But when you be a God chaser, mm -hmm. everyone will chase you. Amen. It's a matter of time. Amen. It's a matter of time. I've said the Lord before me. Is that my right hand? I shall not be moved. If your amen will go loud today, I want to say something to you. Everybody that looked down at you, everyone that thought that nothing significant will come out of your life, this is the word of God. In the next 90 days, they will look at you in the heavenly places. this morning but I feel that there are some individuals in this building who, who are going to huh, jump the line they're going to jump the line and they're going to operate by another's mindset ah, there is something powerful about being cultivated by God when God cultivates you, you look at the things killing people. You say, this is nothing. It's not, you're not trying to be proud. You look at problems. You look at confusion. You're like, this is nothing. This is, your perspective changes. My God, help me. Your mindset changes. You look at problem. You're like, this ain't problem. You look at the giant and you'll be like, I want to sleep. I'll get to this tomorrow. 
nothing upset me nothing will ship me nothing will break me you can say anything you want to say you can roar if you want to roar but i know who i am and i know the one that lives inside of me that i'm not shaken by any power there is something about being cultivated by god I said there is something about being cultivated by God when God has laid his hands upon you and God has cultivated you woman of God I love the way David puts it he said I was at the back of the desert and the beer came and the lion came and I grabbed the beer I grabbed the lion I tore it apart the same God that delivered me from the mouth of the lion and from the mouth of the bear the same God he shall deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine hey! look at me Managa when you've been to hell I'm back when the devil thought he will kill you but you are still standing when they send attacks against you but you are still standing when they fight you in the morning but you are still standing when they fight you in january you are still standing they fight you in february you are still standing when they send witches against you you are still standing when they send sorcerers against you you are still standing when they call your name at night you are still standing when they back you you are still standing you have been to hell and back then you are unbreakable you are unshakable you are immovable you are standing upon the word of God anybody standing this morning somebody look at somebody beside you tell them don't be fooled by how I look I've fought some battles I've fought some demons I've fought some giants they thought I'd die before now but the grace of God kept me going don't be fooled by my suit don't be fooled by my good looks don't be fooled by my cologne I'm a warrior I'm a giant slayer I'm a line crosser I'm a limit breaker